Lovers quarrel. It's a long sustained quarrel. What's going on, world? Hey, everybody. It's your guy, TJ, Mr. New Cool. And it's your girl, Danny, your amazingly achy albatross. What's an albatross? That's a bird with long arms. It is a bird, yes. Don't even try to call me a bird. That's what I, I you're mean, gonna... listen, you called yourself a bird. I didn't have to do that. Exactly, because I reserve the right to do so. Exactly. And it's my, exactly. It's my alliteration. You got it. So... You got a black woman. Anyway, welcome to yet another episode of Lover's Quarrel. As always, if this is your first time listening, welcome. If it, this is your second time listening, welcome back. And this is your, if this is your third or more time listening, then you are family, or as TJ likes to say... You're a lover. So Shout out to all my lovers out there. And hello, everyone, again. Um, we have a, uh, a special guest. Yes. 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 And so... Um, we have... You can introduce him now. I am. Okay. okay. I'm just saying, I know how you get down sometimes. This has got to... My fault. Go let me I'm going to let you run the point. Let me... Thank you. you know what let I mean? me do what I do well. Thank you. So, we have Orlando Roy of the Hard or Soft Pod, of Five Star Gains, of Hello White People, of Beyond the Bar. We have him here with us today. Thank you, Orlando, for joining us. He's also like the the, the manager for uh, So Shameless. Like whenever yes. they travel and live shows, yeah. You know I mean, he got a lot of hats. Apologies, your your resume is long. Forgive me, but thank you for joining us today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, and um, we are so glad to have you on. So of course, um, as always, we're gonna get into our regular rundown. But when you hear Orlando chime in, now you know who it is and please feel free to give us your two cent five cent ten cent on anything that we are discussing and be prepared to share so um we're gonna go ahead and jump right into our elevator so are you gonna go first am i gonna go first i can go first okay are you going up or down we're gonna go up all right positivity okay make sure your voice isn't trash this week go ahead all right going going up oh that was good all right that's that's because you knew i was going first that's why whatever listen NBA playoffs is starting. I'm excited. Let's go Lakers. That's all I got to say. I heard that um, the Trailblazers is like a threat, though. I mean, Dame, I mean, Dame, Dame Dollar is a problem, okay. but he can't beat us. It's just... So, listen. The competitive side of me loves it because we're going to crack them. But mm-hmm. also, I'm kind of like... It's a different... Like, if you'd seen Memphis, we'd have ran through Memphis. Mm-hmm. Portland may be able to win a game or two. Doesn't mean that they'll beat us, but you know, it's it's easier just to kind of have that like it'll be easier just to run through them and rest. How many more games are left? What do you mean? It's seven game series. Oh, this is like about to be it. Like it's the, the playoffs. Like the final the finals or the playoffs? The playoffs, like the beginning of the playoffs. Oh, we haven't even got to the playoffs yet? Oh no, I thought this was the playoffs. No, it was since just, they started in they the bubble. To, they had to play first. So they had to finish a couple of regular season games to get to the playoffs. Yeah. To get to the finals. So 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 with Portland, Portland was like number nine. But 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 they won enough games that they were able to to go ahead of Memphis. But because Memphis had the eighth seed, they had to do a play in. But Memphis, everyone, a lot of their players are injured, so they really didn't have a chance. So I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a LeBron James fan that much, at least like. So what the- they were doing is they they, they gave the the eight team, the, so the sixteen teams that were on the playoffs, they got in, and then so on the east side, what they did was. The Wizards had an opportunity, so that's why the Wizards played, but they don't have nobody, so they really didn't have a shot. But in the West, it was so many teams who was close enough, so that's why San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix, Portland, and I want to say like one, maybe it was one more team, or maybe those were the four teams, but they they had to play to be able to... 
the, yeah, the Suns. Yeah. So they had to play to be able to. They had to play to be able to get into the playing game. Memphis didn't do well enough, so that's why Portland wound up taking over the eighth spot. So because it was Portland and Memphis was right there, they had to do the playing game. So if Memphis would have won two games, Memphis would have gone to the playoffs. I remember Eric telling me that yesterday. So. But because Portland had the eighth seed, all they had to do was win once, and they beat them. Shout oh. out to Melo for hitting that throw. Oh. Okay. So it's like, it's like playing the regular season, but they played to see like, would lose enough games to be eliminated. Exactly. Only with the teams that were able to qualify instead of playing with a full schedule. Exactly. So, only the, honestly, only the top seven teams were like pretty, well, the way I look at it, the top seven teams were guaranteed. That eighth spot, it was open. So, because Portland was playing so well, like Portland played well, Phoenix went 8 0. Nobody expected that, but they played well enough, but it just wasn't record wise. They just couldn't get it. So the play in, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like they do that in soccer or one of those other sports. So they may they may add it going forward. This is fascinating. You're being so facetious right now. I want I would also want the Lakers to win because I want LeBron James to win. So go team go. I'm so through with you. Um, but is that your elevator? Yes. I'm, I'm happy for you. No. Because you're happy. When you're happy, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to continue in, to go up on this elevator. And so you guys know that, um, well, those of you who listen in Orlando, I'm updating you. We moved at actually like the top of quarantine. So like back in March. But um, we decided to uh, retain ownership of our the townhouse. Like we moved into our forever home, but now we're, we we still had a townhouse out here in Baltimore that we wanted to try our hand at renting. And as of this coming Saturday, we will have a tenant moved in, and that is like it's been a a big box on our to do list that we had to check off um, from like getting things like and it's amazing with like we have one three year old and yet she has so much shit. And we had to like we you know spent this weekend bringing a lot of that stuff over and just make it clearing and clearing out the last of our things to make space for this tenant. And so I'm just excited because it's like the start of a new chapter. We found someone that we really like and and you know we're doing well and you know it's a it's a win win you know knock on wood and prayerfully for everybody. So I'm just excited for this new section to begin because. You know, if this goes well, then, you know, now it's like a, a an, an income, you know, thing situation. So All this black, black goals. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we over here trying. We trying. Yeah. But um, that's that's it. I was I'm keeping it cute and short this week because, you know, you like to say I talk too much anyway. I didn't say anything. Um, Orlando, Or- Orlando, do you have anything that's on your spirit that you, we can go down or we can go up? I know you've had, you know, whatever, if anything is on your spirit right now. Um, well, my elevator is going back up, and in the elevator is my mental health. Um, I had a very long week. Um, mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been a lot of good. It's just that the cons outweighing the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, what really, I guess, maybe even worse was like not last night or but three days prior. Mm-hmm. I was having. I was. Uh, I think I slept a total of 10 hours over the three days. Oh, Lord. So I used, not last night, but the night before, I used that to sleep for like seven days straight. Mm-hmm. And I slept for another two hours at work. Like for like another three hours and I got home and then like another nine hours last night. So I'm like refreshed. 
good. My, my, my mind is like growing. I have like so much content that I want to put out that I'm like trying. So yeah, I, I'm getting better. And um, you know, there's good days and bad days every day, but it's just on the up and up. Absolutely. And shout out to rest because I'm a big fan. Exactly. I'm a big fan of sleep. And, you know, I don't, I do not subscribe to like, I'll sleep when I'm dead and all the other stuff philosophy. Like, no, like I'm not, I'm no good to anybody when I'm not rested because I'm just kind of like a cranky bitch. And it's just like, oh, that's only when you aren't rested. What? He's really, he does a lot and he's got a lot of nerve because he's mad emo. Like he's, he lives in his feelings because first of all, because you were talking, trying to come for cancers and clearly you're a Pisces. So you're also a water sign. Oh God. So you are, we're not going to do that. Thank you. And he's a, really real talk. He's a Pisces Aries cusp. So, so many feelings. I'll be regular for you. For the most part. You a black ass liar. That's crazy. I be... Listen. Anyway, it's not about me. It's not. You're right. It's not about you ever. You got an emotional and a crier in one house. That's wild. Yeah. Right. What's the kid? What's that? She's She's an Aries. Aries. Oh, God. Fire sign. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fiercely independent Aries. So... But you know what? It's funny. My sisters and Aries—they're three days apart. So it's really—I really kind of like real talk. Gave birth to my sister, so I'm kind of like un- not unfamiliar with what I'm dealing with with her. But again, keep us lifted because you know you got two emotional people with like a per- a little person who's like emotional one second and then over it the next. But yeah. Um, but now we're gonna go ahead and jump into our relationship tip of the week. Um, so would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Um, so our relationship tip goes out to the parents. Mm. Um, and I want to say empower your children to be able to communicate with you. Uh, we have a three-year-old and she will tell us if her feelings are hurt. She will tell you if you hurt her feelings. She will tell you if you made her angry. Um, and, or disappointed. Or disappointed. <laughs> Um, so, you know, uh, again, at three years old, even, you know, sometimes it's cute, sometimes it's funny, but you know, we, we've allowed her to really have her feelings. So, you know, as couples, me and Danny, you know, we argue, it happens. And as you said earlier, she's a cancer, so she's a crier. So when Danny's, when Danny's angry, sometimes she cries. Um, but you know, uh, being mindful of that, right? Uh, my, my, our daughter saw it and she did not like it and she brought it to our attention um, at three years old. And, you know, it's 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 different. So originally she brought it to Danny's mother. So, and then it's like, okay. But then she still brought it up when when her mommy and daddy was there. So while it's while it's disheartening the hair, because, you know, you, you, try to, you try to shield your children from as much stuff. It was also kind of a happy moment because for me, it's like, at least she can express her feelings regardless. Like, it wasn't like, well, mommy and daddy's there, so I'm not going to say nothing. It was like, no, I didn't like this. So, you know, and and, and so, to, so to that, my, my, my tips is kind of twofold. It's like, allow your kids to be communicative, but also be mindful of what you expose your kids to. So. Yes. Well, thank you for that. And um, my relationship tip for the week um, is kind of like a general one with for all the ships, for re- friendships, kinships, relationships, marriage, whatever. Um, and it's actually something I got from my therapist from our session on Friday. And 
really is to be like real mindful of like your self-sacrificing sequence. Let's say that five times fast. And uh, so kind of like what she was kind of getting at was, you know, essentially what it boils down to is you have to, there, you know, you want to, in, a, in relationships with others, family, friends, romantic, you want to make sure that you're being, um, there are times where you want to like, you sacrifice, which is like you know, it's something that you don't want to do, or something that doesn't serve you, or something like that, and you're doing that for the betterment of the other person. But that it shouldn't be like that's where you live, in the things that you do and you, and you engage with that person. Like you want to make sure that you are, you know, not suffering in the act of like always being like trying to like sacrifice for others. And so, which really what it boils down to was she kind of read me a little bit, and she was kind of like Danny stop doing shit that you don't want to do and if you go if you're going to do it you know because if you're doing it and you're sacrificing or you're doing it and you're like or you're suffering she's like stop doing things that you don't want to do and if you are going to make the choice to do it then she's like you can't complain about it all the time or like be resent because then you're gonna are gonna grow resentful so she was like you know you kind of either have to start setting those boundaries or she's like you got to be a cheerful giver like if you're going to sacrifice if you're going to do things that you not that are either out of your scope of like comfort or because you like it's just something that you don't like or you don't feel like it's fair then say so and then because like you're following the same sequence of things where like you're you're not setting right appropriate boundaries you're not you know, you're making excuses, you're doing these other things. And so she was like, and if you're going to choose to do those things, even though you know you don't want to, then don't be mad about it. Or like, you know, be happy, be glad to do it, right? Because when we're trying to be of, of service to others or we're trying to help others out at, at, at a, when we're not the ones benefiting, like, then you need to like own up to it and like don't complain about it because ultimately it does come down to like it being a choice, Especially at you know our big age now, even at my big age of thirty three, I still have to like practice what I preach and or she pre what she preached really and stick to it. But it you know and we know that's easier said than done sometimes. Especially like the people that are we're closest with in our families, romance or friendships are sometimes the people we we give and give and give or we sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice. Even though sometimes we know it's not what we want to do, we're muttering about it or complaining about it, and it's like. You really could say no, like you could, you could say no, I don't, and and you know, and I'm also learning too that like no is a complete sentence, and so sometimes you don't have to justify why, like or just not wanting to do it because you don't feel like it is, you know, not all the time, but some of the time is valid enough. It's like I just I don't have the space. But you right also, now. to that point, we don't have to tell someone why we don't want to do something. Like we don't, we can just say no. Yeah, yeah. but, but in our in our closest relationships, like I feel like with you, with like my family, with certain people, like some of my friends, like I feel like because of the level or the intensity of our relationship, I feel like we default sometimes. So I default. I'll speak for myself. I default to like feeling like I need to also justify it. Like, oh, well, this person deserves an explanation, but because once I, you start justifying it, now that person can they can then take your justification and be like, well, that's not even a, that's not even. A, a good enough reason. So that's why you could just say no. No. Nope. Okay. Does that apply to you? And that's, and that's also where your boundaries come in. Yes. So and I, I need to have the boundary to say and the freedom to say, I don't want to explain. I just don't want to do this. And mm -hmm. that's the end of it. Yeah. So that is, that is something I'm working on. And that's why I'm sharing that wealth 
with yeah. the listening population because I, <laughs> I really do. And I like my my therapist. She has an Instagram page, and so she had like a really like a little sequence too, like kind of breaking it down. But I'll um I think I'll like share it in the show notes show notes where you can find it. But um yeah, no, it was like it really kind of like struck a nerve, and I felt like I should share that with folks because I think. In many ways, this I'm, I do feel like I'm in good company. Like I'm definitely not the only person that struggles with this, and um, I will keep that in mind. No, definitely, and I, I think that's why Orlando said normalizing it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a lot of stuff that I, I would say our generation and probably the younger generations is going to normalize that hasn't been normalized. So like it's okay to normalize that. Like mental health, we're normalizing mental health. Like yes. whereas other people call it crazy, we're saying no, that they're not crazy. They're going through something and. How can we help? You know what I mean? Like we're we're, we're truly we're truly changing the dynamic of how we've were raised and what the social norms were. Definitely. And it's yeah. yeah. I mean, if and I mean anybody that listens to the show knows that I'm like everybody go to therapy. I don't care what it is. Like everybody should go to therapy. Every single soul on the planet. The same way you should go to the dentist and the doctor and everything. Go to the therapist because like we all got our shit. Like. We all got our shit. Even in the best case of best case scenarios, we still got lots of shit to unpack, right? Right. Um, so, with that said, um, is there any um, any bit of our advice that you identify with, or that you want to? You got something that you want to throw in? Oh yeah. Um, let me see. This one we spoke about on a podcast. Uh, it was an episode with um, Harder Soft with Mouse Jones, mm. and it's that forgiveness isn't transactional. Just because I may have done something to hurt you doesn't mean that you have a past to hurt me back and then I should just forgive you on top. It's mm. off rip. Mm. Um, that doesn't help anybody in the situation because we don't get to go through the due process and really heal. It's not it's not an overnight thing. It's like a process when it comes to forgiving someone. And more times than none, just because I hurt you, you hurt me back, and then I just say, oh, you know, okay, I forgive you. We don't truly actually forgive that person. And it's, we're just letting it go because we felt like, oh, they hurt us. But all that does is just add up mm-hmm. the hurt instead of just it little by little by going through the due process. So if you are upset, if you are sad, you need to communicate that, and then it's going to take some time. And that you, you shouldn't just be out here forgiving people just because they um they forgave you before that is a that is how they forgive that is their due process but you need to do your own for your own healing and for your own betterment dope that was a good one that's a that's a that's a gem that's a bar so i I appreciate listen i and we appreciate it that's something that even (laughs) tj and i i think you know probably have been guilty of especially in all the time we've been together so it's it's especially you <laughs> this is this is I've been working on this nigga for like seventeen years and yet here we are. Still he's still a work in progress. But you know but with that I you um It's always gonna be a work in progress though. Right? Exactly. I'm and I'm okay with that. You just So just because you forgive doesn't mean that I have to forgive. Do you, do you hear them do you hear them words? No, but you, I, you yo No, I just want you to remember that because you because you forgive me the way that you forgive me, you expect me to do the same, and that's not always the case. And I have someone who who backed that. Thank you. I, I Thank just 
I'm gonna remember this episode forever. I give so much grace and pay- I have so much patience. I love you. I love you too. You like the potholes in Baltimore. Like you're just always what? working on it, but they're just never That's always crazy. fixed. But it's okay. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so now we are going to jump into our word. Well, TJ's word of the week. So we're gonna do a Black History fact. Or we're gonna do Black History. We're gonna end with Black History and then jump into our interview. That works. That All works. right. So, so because uh, we had Orlando on, I wanted to do a word with passion and love and and sex, right? So, okay. right? Okay. So, and I can't even really pronounce this word. So I know that's how you be you. fucking me up because you be mispronouncing. I, so the I'm, word. Gonna, I'm gonna let him do it. This is Roger. What? His name is Adam. Adam. Hold on. Concupiscent. Concupiscent? Concupiscent. Concupiscent. Yep. What does it mean? Vigorously passionate. Concupiscent? Yep. Concupiscent. I don't like the way he pronounced it, but okay. Concup- Hold on. Uh, we, we, could, we could find somebody else. Concupiscent. Okay, that was better. Leave it, let it... Yeah, she did it way better. All right. One more time. Well, women do it better. That's what they say. We're going to let Amanda go. Concupiscent. So her definition is filled with sexual desire, lustful. Oh, so you're like concupiscent of me? Concupiscent dreams. Oh, you have concupiscent dreams. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? Concupiscent. I'm not using that in the bedroom, by the way. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah I mean, so, I wouldn't either. But... I'm so, I'm, I'm having so many concupiscent thoughts. <laughs> Right. Um, but I may, but I may send you a text. <laughs> I'm okay. Hey, Danny, you, I got this concupiscent dream going on right now. All right. Go ahead. All right. Okay. C O N. Uh huh. C U P. Concupiscent. I. C O N C U P I. S. C-E-N-T? You fucking got it right. Concupiscent. So, because con, that was easy. But then I was thinking cupid, like Cupid, right? Uh-huh. So that's why I got the C-U-P-I. And really, real talk, I didn't know if it was going to be S-C or C-E-N-T or S-E-N. But, but you got it right. It doesn't matter. Let's, let's just move forward. Flips gold hoop. That's... Yeah, because you, you can't flip hair. Because, first of all, my braid out is under here. I, Mind I, your business. I, I, exactly. So with your braid out, you can't flip it. That's all I'm saying. But why do you have to... You don't have to say nothing. Because I just want to make sure that you don't try You are that. a shady lady. That's we crazy. talked about this. <laughs> I just can't win. I'm an honest person. You're a shady bitch. That's what you are. <laughs> Sassy exactly. Like he, he, because he tries to pass it off. Like he's like, "What did I say?" You know what you're saying. He's passive aggressive and embodied. I'm straight honest. Anyway, but now we're gonna jump into the last thing before we get into our interview of our lovely guest. Yes, is our Black History fact for this week's episode. So um, I'm gonna go first. Okay. You got it. All right. So. Um, by the t- tomorrow, this episode will drop. So by on this day, August 17th in 1887, the father of the black nationalism movement, Marcus Garvey, was born. So I did not know that. Happy birthday, Marcus Garvey. I just knew that Marcus Garvey had a park named after him in Harlem. 
That he also did for did, many reasons. And then he like try to get people to go to Africa or something like that. That was also one of his like I'm pretty sure that was one of his like platforms or like charges of his programmatic thrust, whatever you want to call it. So it was like everybody just pack up and let's go. Which you know what? In 2020 does not sound like a terrible fucking idea. So So what I've learned Isn't Marcus Garvey Jamaican? Yes. He was born in Jamaica. Oh. That's the one thing I know, because I'm Jamaican. Okay. Look at that. Yes, he is Jamaican. I saw that as well in my little blurb. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about Marcus Garvey, but I blame the white school system. I agree. Well, the white school system doesn't teach us about black history, so... It's, yeah. It's, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of up to us, which is honestly pretty much why we kind of created the black history fact, because I feel like it's a way to kind of us to continue learning, but, you know... I just know that they don't really exp- they don't really teach us black history. They teach us exactly. white history, and then you know they they may sprinkle right. some of the blackness in there, but they try to make it seem like and only in February. But even e- even only in February, they don't they don't go deep. No, not at all. Yeah, no, I I fully understand. That's why I'm always grateful for my seventh grade history teacher, Mr. Lawrence, because he taught us all things black and Africa, like. I don't even know what the New York City Department of Education curriculum for seventh grade history was during that time, but Mr. Lawrence, we started in Africa and we went through any and everybody from Mansa Musa, Hatshepsut, Nefertiti, you know, Komet, everything. Like, that's dope. We went through the gamut. Like, I don't even think we left Africa the whole school year. So, See, like, I didn't really learn black history until, so it's twofold with that. I didn't learn into 11th grade. That was U.S. history. Uh, Mr. Williams. The big black man. So he was man. a big black man. With he wore sweater. sweaters year, year round <laughs> with a bald head, but he was loud and people were afraid of him. And he used to always say, like, the white people don't like me because I'm loud, but whatever. But what he did was he taught us, you know, U.S. history, but he sprinkled in, like, all the African-American, well, all the African black facts. Um, so like that's how I learned about like Emmett Till, um, Jack Johnson, and how like the Man Act mm-hmm. they created it because Jack Johnson would have white women with them, with him when he traveled. So they put something in place to catch him. Like, but I would have never known that. But yeah, that was it. And then my uncle Warren, he was like always a history buff. So that's how I learned like a lot of different black shout, history, so. shout out to the educators. Right. You know, you know, it's so funny. Um, this wasn't a black history lesson, mm-hmm. but it definitely was a black lesson. It's not until I got older that I thought back to it and was like, you know what? That was something for black people. I had a math teacher. I had to be in uh, 10th grade, probably. And we, we was we was acting up. I think we acted up like the day before. And then the next day he came in. And while, we're, um, while he's like dealing with the class or whatever. He, he was just upset the whole class. And so the whole class, he was teaching us math, but he was teaching us the wrong thing the whole class. And the reason why he was doing it was because the day before, he was teaching, he taught us the right thing. They, this day comes, he taught us the wrong thing the whole class. And then at the end of the class, he was like, everything I taught you today was wrong. And this goes to show that you need to do own research mm. you need to um if you think it's wrong you need to stick to your own guns and like just just um hold stay true to yourself so that um so that you don't go like through life just having people pull you in one direction with information pull you in another direction with information you need to do your own research stick to your own guns of what you know is right 
And it's not until I got older that I started to realize that a lot of things that we're taught is so incorrect. And then we have to go out and research it on our own. Mm -hmm. And then when people come and try to tell us like a different way of our own history or whatever the case might be, Mm -hmm. you know what's right. You need to stick to what you know and what is the actual truth. Absolutely. and it was a class of black people. He was a black man teaching this class. And it's not. It's not. It's something that didn't really. I didn't really understand. It always stuck with me for some reason. But I really got it when I really got into the world and started to understand like how the world is. Yeah, that's that's really usually what ends up happening. Is like it's like the things that we learn in school. You know, of course, there's like the fundamentals we of course take with us forever. But it's it's a lot of the little things um, that end up sticking with us like the things and like there's things that my, i've told my students in the past and they're like yeah you remember when you said this and i'm like no and they were like oh yeah you said this and this is what stuck with me and that's like that's the the power of like education because like even and and those relationships that you have with educators because even like my same teacher he used to say when i was you know so i was what 12 in seventh grade and he used to always be like um when we were like you know typical middle school we're like that's not fair oh my god and he'd be like listen life isn't fair but it's real and like I say that now, to, I've said that to my students. He was like, "Life is never fair." He was like, "It's just all life is is real, every day, all day." And that's, I mean, how else we are gonna describe it, you know? But, um, babe, did you give your fact? I did not. All right, so I'm gonna toss it over to you and give you the, and you give the fact. So my fact is that the month of August has its own like holiday. That's a black fact that I didn't know. So they call it Black August. And Black August is the the rich history of Black resistance. Revolutionary movements such as the Watts Uprising, Haitian Revolution, Nat Turner Rebellion, Fugitive Slave Law Convention, and March on Washington all happened in August. Also, many of our revolutionaries such as Marcus Garvey, Fred Hampton was born in August. Black August was started in California prisons in 1970 by Black freedom fighters who wanted to honor the lives and struggle of Black political prisoners killed by the state. Um, so they say that from August 1st to August 31st is, is called Black August. And I didn't know that. So. I did not either. That's, that's, uh, well, something really fucked up just came to my mind. But here we are. So Black August is about like fighting back and getting independence from like all these different countries and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So we have Black History Month to celebrate our Black history. We have Juneteenth. Um, mostly for African Americans, but still, we got Juneteenth. Now, imagine if black people didn't want equality and we actually wanted freedom, and we chose like one day out of August where we have like a purge towards white people. <laughs> but but that was me getting going dark. But just imagine if that's how we were actually trying to move. That would change like so many things. But good thing we're such happy go lucky great people. I right? know that's what they said. They were like, you know, be glad we want equality and not revenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they ain't lying the about black, that. The black purge. I'm listening, and that's why oh, that like like I'm here for it, but it terrifies me at the same time. If that makes sense, like yeah. so. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be a, such a crazy thing, but. I don't think that we would be able to come together to like properly do it correctly. execute. Yeah, yeah. We ain't got the heart for it. We ain't got the heart for it. Probably not. Yeah, because you know what? I think too it's just like so in so many ways we're still so either by on purpose or because of just how we've been how we the the, the culture that we've been we've grown up in is like we're so in, ingrained in like 
the societal norms and the the need like those needs and stuff like that from like you know i'm thinking like i have a house and i have a job and i have all these other things going on you know what i mean so it's like i can't like i have to think and i have to think about more than just myself too you know mm-hmm. so i think that that's also part of the the conversation when you say like we don't have the heart for it because like i don't know if i would have the heart for that because as like while i get it i just also know that like i have other people to think about before i can just like and i'm Executed in that fashion. I don't know if it's necessarily the heart all the way. I think it's just we don't have the resources. We don't have the backing to always oh, yeah. do it, right? Like, yeah. the reason why this COVID was perfect is because it made everybody, like, no one is going to work. Or if you work and you're working from home. So we had to see the George Floyd every day. We had to see the uh, Ahmad Arbery every day, right? But if we, if we were going back to work, I think it would have just been another day. I don't, I don't think we would have gotten the stuff that we'd have gotten thus far if if COVID wasn't here. Co- COVID, I feel like, helped helped us because now the, now the world had to sit down and see it. The I world think- couldn't go... like I mean, like, granted, there's still people out there who's traveling and stuff like that, but you had to see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it happened and then the next morning you had to get up and, get, and go to work and prepare your daughter or, or your child to, to go to school. Like... Our life kind of stopped, like the shit that we've been dealing with. Honestly, when stuff happened, I'm like, oh, another black person. I didn't think it was going to be this big. But again, people are home. Yeah. This is all they see. So the, the kids, they can they can march. They can they can fight. You know what I mean? The the, the, the adults, they can fight. Like it's it's those differences. So I think I think having the resources would allow us to kind of move more freely. Right. Because the, the KKK, they. They march. They they do the stuff that they do. They have the resources behind to back them. So it's it's a little bit different. I, I don't even know if they have... Well, I mean, they kind of do, but I think it's just because they get carte blanche to do what they want to do because they don't get treated. The fact that the they're KKK not, is not, not considered a, a, a terrorist group or, or a hate organization... That's what I mean. That, that to me, just shows that they have, they have the resources. They have the backing. I mean, because the same people that make the laws are the same people wearing the hoods. No, definitely. But I'm just saying because the Black Panther Party... They, they were considered the most dangerous group in America, but the KKK wasn't. And that was because it was black people who was walking around knowing their rights and they had firearms. But that's, that's not a, like, that's a problem. But the KKKs can go into people's houses, they can steal people, they can kidnap people, murder them, and get away with it. They can, bur- they can burn crosses on people's yard, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I just feel like those are the differences. The reason why I say we don't have the heart for it because I feel like even if we did have the resources, we wouldn't even go through with it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that makes the difference between us and like um, other people. It's like, okay, we think about the hood and like the amount of guns and how accessible like guns are to like these kids, black kids, even at a, at a younger age. And we're not going through, don't think about black schools. You don't hear about like mass murders like kids going to, going into churches like black kids going into churches and like just massacring everybody like we, we have these like we have the weaponry and we still don't even go through with it so that's why i feel like it all comes down to like how we feel about other people and other races and stuff like that why we can have everything and we still wouldn't go through with a lot of this shit that that um other races go through i can see that I can see both sides to that, right? Because I can see them not wanting to do it because they feel like, you know what I mean? There's the back end. But 
I also think the portrayal is different, right? Dylan Roof killed those people in the church, and they took him to Burger King after. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if that was an, a, a young African-American, he wouldn't have made it out alive. If a young African-American killed a family of 10 in their sanctuary, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't. he wouldn't have made it out alive. Shit, if he would have done that to... Imagine an African-American going to... Uh, uh, where where did the Jewish a synagogue they going to the synagogue and doing that? He doesn't make it out alive. But he doesn't even go in the first place. Okay. Well, probably because he they probably be, there could they be in depending on where you go there might be an air of like why are you here? Whereas they the church is more they were, like, they were they were like welcoming of him and and you know, he prayed with them before him. Questions. Huh. Bullets fly faster than questions, so by the time you ask me why I'm there, true. And but in that in that case, he was he was they he he was well, there for a while. Yeah, he came he came to worship. He worshipped with them. He prayed with them, and then he he's sick in the head. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So, <sighs> well, so with that, we're gonna take a moment. We're gonna yes. hear, hear a message from our sponsor, and then we are going to pick right back up with the questions. Hey friend, it's time for you to ditch those workout gloves and get the grip and wrist support you deserve. What do you suggest? You need to get the Gaines Load and Lock Grips by Gaines Sports Gear. They are more durable than gloves, have a non-slip grip pad that provides grip support and added wrist support unlike your traditional workout gloves, and will protect your hands from calluses. Do they come in different colors? Not only do they come in different colors, but they are available for men and women. Do yourself a favor. Go to gainsportsgear.com. And remember, a better grip equals a better lift. Embrace the process. And you too can embrace the process by going to Gains, that's G-A-I-N-Z, sportsgear.com, and entering the code LOVERS10 for 10% off your first purchase. And now, back to the show. And now we're back. And now it is time to actually interview our wonderful guest and ask the question so orlando we have uh we have a um (laughs) sorry somebody was looking for the dog and so um oh sorry one second okay all right so there's a lot going on right now pardon us (laughs) all right so, and I'm not editing this out. So. No, listen. Somebody's trying to Tatum trying to come to the door. They were looking for the dog. It's you know what? This is podcasting and parenting all wrapped just, into one. I just proved my point that yeah. that London goes missing once a week because everyone was looking for her. Go ahead. Anyway, so um, we always start with a little icebreaker for our guests uh, question to kind of ease us into to ease them into things. So um, for you, uh, what is the kindest? Or wisest thing someone has ever told you? Um, I know it's kind of like a. Yeah, uh, they told me that I have an. Shit, I, I always fuck with this word. Omnipotent mindset. Mm. Like I see things on a grander scale, on a more worldly scale than a smaller scale. Um, it was just like from conversation, but it also uh, attributed to like me being Aquarius and me just like be free flowing in life. 
out of the box thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just kind of weird because I'm like the type of person where when I see like tragedies, um, I I feel bad and I don't want these tragedies to happen. But then there's like another part of my mind that I'll see a tragedy and think about like the carbon footprint and how there's less people. And I was like, oh, well now maybe one dolphin got saved. Like mm-hmm. that's the weird way of like how I think on like a grander scale, like how each person affects like the other. Like there's just like a whole web of how we're all interconnected and one tragedy saves a certain amount of people and a certain amount of people being saved causes like two more tragedies. So mm. yeah. kind of, are you like kind of like into the like butterfly effect type thing? It, in a sense, yes. Sort of? Okay. Yeah. Well, so it's a battle of like having an omnipotent mind state, but also have like a human type of like emotional spectrum of like how I feel about things. Uh, do you view it as, do you view it as like a gift mind. and a curse? I said, do you view it as like a gift or a curse? Or both? Yeah, sort of. Sort of? True. Oh, no. Yeah, I think it is both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could definitely understand that. That was one of the, those are the finest things. Because, like, yeah, it just, you know, um, I guess it gives a meaning or a definition to, like, how I think. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that I, I noticed or thought of myself mm-hmm. until it was said to me. That's good. Sometimes it's, it's, it's nice when you can, like, put a word to something. So you can be like, oh, yeah, like, this is... That kind of puts a, a bow on it of sorts, so that way you can like you know when you when you want to describe this like very like nuanced thing, and it's like oh I can assign meaning to it with like a handful of words. That's even better. Um, right. I'm gonna do the next question. I, I gotta I gotta interject. Otherwise, you just go. Right? I love you though. Okay. Mm-hmm. What Bye. led you to become so sex positive? Right. What is your origin story? For how I became so positive. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of negative growing up. So mm-hmm. I was born in Jamaica. I was born in like the ghetto of like Kingston, like a terrible part of Kingston. So mm-hmm. I was really bad growing up. That got fixed with a lot of beatings. Um, my my mom was dealing with my dad while he was married, and I ended up being the first child, and that didn't sit well with my step mother who was just like super christian woman but she treated me horribly and i'm like i thought christians were supposed to be nice and mm-hmm. so just going through a lot of bad i i noticed that you can either go two directions as the kid when like a lot of negative things happen to you so you gotta either embrace it and be negative yourself or you can see it and be like i don't want to be like that mm-hmm. so i always just saw like not a lot of negatives like growing up then i grew up poor um until like you know i what did it say? Like, grab yourself up from the bootstraps or whatever mm-hmm. and made it happen. So um, I got my own career when I was um, pretty, I started my career when I was pretty young. So I just saw the beauty also of just like being nice to people and it just made me feel better. So yeah, ever since I was young, just seeing a lot of negative around me made me want to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's dope. And you kind of touched on something that TJ always talks about, which is like, it costs you nothing to be nice. Um, and so that's something he also like, lives exactly. by so much it is it is like i feel like it takes yeah and it, it, and it helps me. Okay. right and it helps me now because now that i'm in like this creative field like people meet me and like they get so comfortable around me and everything i do is genuine or for or to help like other people mm-hmm. so um 
now people see me and they'll be like, oh, he's kind of, he's cool. Like we can have a conversation. I can have a conversation with them. And then after a while, they're just like, oh, you know, they will want to work with me or they want to like pick my brain or they just want to talk to me about something creative. And I've, I've built so many genuine connections with people. Mm-hmm. And it's also because like, I care about what people think or what people are going through. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I meet people, it's not like, a, oh, what do you do? What, are you, what kind of content do you have? Can I be on your show? Can I be a guest? Nothing like that. I just want to talk to you, get to know you as a person. And then with that, people just want me to like be around them and want me to be on the show and gravitate to me and want to work together. So I don't, I don't do things with the purpose of um, something transactional coming from it. So just being this positive person and just being nice to people, like they just genuinely just gravitate towards me. I think that's the best thing. That's how I do it. Like I, I do what I do just, just because I, I'm like it's genuine. Like I'm not doing it. I don't expect nothing from nobody. I don't want nothing from nobody. I just, it's just easier to be nice than to be mean. Like it takes too much energy to be mean or be evil or standoffish. Like you see somebody, you say hi. Doesn't matter if, if you know them or don't know them. Doesn't matter if they're rich or poor. Like if I see my, if I see a homeless person, I'm, I'm gonna say hi. And I'm not like again. I don't get nothing out of that, but. How many people walk past that homeless person and treat them like like a homeless person? You know, so exactly. that's why for me it's nothing just to say hi. You know, I may have made that person's day. He may have been getting ready to rob me, and I said hi to him, and now it's like, damn, I'm, I can't rob him because he said he was nice. You know what I mean? So I just try to be positive because again, it's it, it takes more energy and it's more draining to be negative. Yeah, exactly. That I can agree with because. Lord knows. I mean, it's and like I mean, I like anything else. It's always easier to complain. Sorry. Go ahead. It's easier to complain than it is to compliment, right? It's easier to, you know, wallow in things that make you miserable because and although I am a proponent of like sometimes when you're going through it or like, you know, cuz life is a bunch of ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys. And so I am a proponent of like, you know, stewing it, sitting it in your feelings for a little bit, right? But then you move on. So Cause like I, I'm also like somebody who's like won't be like well this isn't that serious or it's not that big of a deal get over it but it's it's also like no like you're upset or you're in a funk or whatever you're 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 pissed be pissed be in a funk whatever but let let that be like time like there's an expiration on it yeah there's you know you come you 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 circle back around and you come out of it um so. Being that you know you are some you know you're voc- very vocal about sex positivity, you're very open. You you know you discuss it on your your podcast, you're, you're on your um, on your social media and everything else. Um, that is something that is like even the phrase sex positivity is way more um, kind of a, a newer thing. And I, I think oftentimes we see a lot of women that are more so um, at the front or very vocal about it. Um, more than, I would say more than men at this point. Um, and what my question to you is, is then how do you contend with those who might try to like come in your comments or whatever, like questioning your masculinity, questioning you um, as it pertains to the way that you are so vocal about your um, your sexuality your and your interest and just even just being vocal about sex positivity? Um, it's security. I, I've been... Very, I realized that being secure in myself and being myself bodes better for me than being trendy or a follower. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I realized at a young age, and this is me being <laughs> omnipotent and shit like that. I realized at a young age that society follows trends. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a person. Um, everybody, everybody's not necessarily an individual. If that, everybody is not necessarily exploring their own individuality. Mm-hmm. Everybody is moving, trendy and stuff like that. But me, always thinking outside the box, and me always like asking questions. I, after a while, just like I don't want to do that because that's not something like I want to do. It, it could be like the simplest things, like let's say getting Jordans. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want to like do. I don't want. I'm not into Jordans. I'm not gonna get it just because everybody else is getting it. Mm-hmm. And then when I came to realize that there are people that's out there that didn't when everybody was going right, they went left. And even though they got shunned and made fun of. After a while, there was that one person that got curious about going left. Also, then more people started going left, and then all of a sudden, now everybody half the people are going left, half the people are going right. So it just takes that one person to say, like, "Yo, this is not okay." I mean, this is okay. Mm-hmm. This is not a problem. I can, you can do this also, and it's okay. Now there is a limit because there is some fucked up shit that people try to normalize. Mm-hmm. But there are. It, I feel like it does more good than bad when you think for yourself. So just um, just thinking like that at a young age and then building upon it as my maturity went on and then as I like explored like my own sexuality and stuff like that, I I just did what I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did what I wanted. I did it when I wanted to. There, there was just... Um, I just always made sure that whatever I was doing wasn't harming anybody else. Mm-hmm. If it was if it was harming me, that's out of my curiosity what I want to do, but I made sure it didn't affect anybody else. So just building upon that, and then after a while, when you when you're stuck in that kind of mind state or mentality, you just you just move at your own accord. So yeah, and then I've always just been like a curious and comfortable person to be around. So like the omnipotent thinking, the the the, the me being genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, me being my own individual and not following trends, all of that mixes together to just bring me to who I am now. Awesome. And I think you really hit, you know, you really hit the nail on the head in the beginning part where you talked about just like being like that security, right? And, and, and being secure in yourself because, you know, I'm again getting to a point in my life where I'm I'm more secure now than I ever have been, but it definitely for, for me anyway was a a work in progress and something that like oh, I'm yeah. always always working towards something because you know we are sometimes like hard hardwired to have like group think and you know it's kind of like herd mentality and for like survival you know and so, it's somewhere deep down in our psyche, but that ends up like presenting in these ways that are like you're going with the flow or you're going with the majority just because why because you know and there, and there really isn't a, a logic behind it when it comes to certain things except for the fact that you don't want to have to engage in like a discussion an argument you don't want to have to ex- explain yourself and justify yourself and these are all the things that we kind of have to like unlearn or find a balance in of like you know i can say and do and choose whatever i like as long as you said i am everybody involved is consenting and we're being safe then you know there's no real explanation needed outside of that but it takes a lot it takes a lot of like self-reflection and and information and exploration to really like courage courage absolutely yeah no and i definitely agree with you i think being secure with yourself uh, makes things easy um growing up my father made it like 
all the time used to be telling me like, you couldn't be a follower, you gotta do stuff. So like the trendy stuff that I may have wanted to do, I didn't really have that opportunity to really jump on because my parents wouldn't like let me. Like, you know, growing up in New York, there were people who had groups and stuff. Like everyone had a clique. I couldn't be a part of the cliques. I, I, like even, even as bad as I wanted to be, they made it like, nah, you can't be a part of, you can't be affiliated with nobody. You are your own individual. And as I've got, like, I may have resented them growing up for it, but it, it definitely helped me just be, like, more confident within myself and, and, and be comfortable within my own skin. Like, when I was bigger in weight, I was still confident, right? And, like, when I look back at old pictures and stuff, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't realize how big I truly was, but I was just so confident within myself. Like, in my mind, the only thing people could say about me was I was fat. That was it. Like, you wasn't going to say that. Yeah, exactly. And and, and even that, I, I, I got so secure in that, that it was like, I couldn't wait. Like, in my mind, I was waiting for someone to start joking because I had jokes for days, but I was so yeah. secure. Like, I knew that. And I, you know what I mean? It was kind of like Eminem and 8 Mile. Like, I knew I knew what you was going to say about me. So once you got, so I'm going to say it first. I'm fat. Now, now what is your jokes? And once you couldn't say nothing, now I'm going to fire you up. So it's, it's definitely those things of just, learning yourself and it's important once you kind of learn yourself and you get there it's so much easier to just be yourself you're confident right. and stuff like that so and, and what's been happening recently is like um like people that know me but don't really know me that well like they'll try to make the jokes or like even my close friend because they know like i'm jokey too they'll they'll make the jokes about me like being so comfortable about my sexuality and even now i'm doing this i'm on this whole thing of like letting men know that it's okay for men to like have male sex toys and like mm-hmm. stuff like that and like just reviewing male sex toys so people can understand and be more comfortable and going back to like the whole trend, trend thing there there are people that like make fun of it or joke on me about this like oh you know you you be a real freak or you're real horny but then they'll be the same ones or more people will be in my dms like oh so can i know more information about this mm. toy or more information about that toy and i'll send them to like the right places or answer questions or send them to the person that can like answer the question for them mm-hmm. and um because what well, also voted well for me was because people saw that i move at my own wavelength by the time that it came to me like doing this and being more open about like sexuality and like trying to be more expressive about sexuality and trying to get other people to like be more expressive and comfortable the people that really knew me that i called my friends they didn't question it because it's like that's just orlando yeah right we didn't know he'd be doing this but it's not surprising that he's doing it because he's just that comfortable with himself got you like at, at this point anything i do nobody questions it we can all joke we can all laugh we can all take it serious or whatever the case may be but nobody's gonna question it because i've just been so secure for so long exactly dope um so real quick with that i have a story that i've this is a perfect opportunity to talk about it so i had a male sex toy you did it was called an auto blow two I can't so, wait. I can't wait for the text message from my sister. When yeah, she she, to she's going to get it. So in my younger horny days, I felt like I wasn't getting enough from Danny. So I bought this toy. And my, she was my girlfriend at the time, my fiance. Or we may have been married. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't know if we were married. Whatever it was, Danny was so disgusted that I had this sex toy. 
Mm, you shaming him? Oh, Shamed oh me. God. Mind you, she has her own toys. Okay. Right. I've, I've never... That's not my brother. Wait, <laughs> wait. Okay, wait. Go ahead. So let me say this. To give... To add to context and transparency... Go ahead. Is... I had more of an issue with it because it was kind of like... I felt like it was a... It was a reaction to what he thought he wasn't getting from us. Like, it wasn't like, this is something I'm interested in and I want to try or da da da. It was kind of like, it was at the time, it felt like, you're not doing your job. So now I have to seek other things. And so I was. That was a part scared, of it. But, okay, but, I, but, that's but that wasn't that, the whole thing. But that's what I latched on to. So that's why I was like, I had a very hard time with it. And so. I just I don't I don't know where it's at. I think that she threw it away, and she, she will not admit <laughs> I did that not she threw throw it away. away. I don't know where it is. I didn't throw it away. She won't admit that she threw it away. If she did, I'll be I'll be like, okay, if cool. I, if I threw it away, like we like we moved, right? So if it got thrown away, like in the, in the process, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. That's why you laughing right I now. Did not, you can't I, keep a straight face. I did not. <laughs> Purposely, you owe me an auto blow three. I, no, I do not owe you shit. You owe me an auto but blow three. I did not purposely throw anything away. Okay. But I will also say though is that it was, it had, and we've we've incorporated toys and stuff in the past. But it that one I was personally it was a per- personal attack. I felt like personally attacked because I felt like you bought it in response. So you feeling like it wasn't enough, and like, I, and Partly. I feel like your expectations for like how much, how much, how often we should be intimate wasn't. Well, that's why. Wasn't that's why I preface. I was young and horny. Okay, and so that's why I had my issues with this. So Orlando, I was not trying to shame him. She definitely shamed for me. The, she definitely shamed. I was not trying to. She may not shame me now. You know, our communication is much better. We we are much mature and all that good stuff. More mature. M- more mature. But at that time, she was shaming me. I was not. Sh- I, I would ask you this because you say that you felt like it was, it was I guess a reaction to like you not doing your job. Like, what's the reason why you have toys then? So more so, I feel like it's something that TJ has like wanted, like asked me or like wanted to like. Do you want to try? Like, I feel like he's ordered me things more than I've ordered myself things. So like for us to like to keep things spicy. So that may be fair. So I'm I'm probably like if I had to if I had to be honest like I would say like he's more that that is more like his avenue of trying of things that he wants to incorporate into our sex life and I'm like I'm and I'm down for it too but but especially during that time it was more like I wasn't buying them for me it was like he was buying them Cause I guess he was like really horny. I guess you know. So he was like, throw, like everything but the kitchen sink was being thrown at us, and that was one of it. So I hope that makes sense. Like it was like it was. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't really. I wasn't for or against it for either of us. Um, either way, but that particular purchase made me feel some type of way because of the context around why he bought it, not necessarily what it was. Yeah, the only reason why I ask is because there is a double standard there as far as like women sharing men with um, sex toys. And if we break it down to like the basics of it, women have sex toys for where, not necessarily where men lack, but where men can't achieve. Because mm-hmm. me personally, with male sex toys, I'll get this like question a lot oh, does it feel just like a real thing? Or um, does it feel better? Or does it feel like worse? And, and I tell people that. There's no comparison. It's just a different feeling. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I'm, and I'm talking about male sex toys for like men to understand more, but there has to be an understanding from, for, for women also, mm-hmm. that you, you, there's a whole area for women to have sex with and to explore sexuality and pleasure and stuff like that. So with knowing that, you have to understand that men need their own area where they can explore it also. And you know the reasons why, so you know that it's not a competition to you. It's just a different type of pleasure. And had that and had that been framed to me in that way, I probably would have been I don't think that you, you did not frame it. I don't way. think at that time in our lives I don't even think you told me. I think I found it. No, I bought it. Oh no, maybe you did say you were gonna get it or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't I secretive. Rectify this. Go ahead. If you if you really care about his pleasure and you really feel like you <laughs> no wrong, you see that face. Away, you see that right? face. Just buy him a new one. I can send you the site. If you buy him a new one. You can put in our DMs. I'll peruse the website. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll leave you the site and I'll leave you the um. I might. The, promo code okay. even better i appreciate that well but do you even want one do you even want one anymore uh, oh no that's fine that's but that's fine that's fine too, because i don't but it, i think it's I, okay let me ask you this do you want one um i don't want to auto blow again now. now nope say i do now i do now say you want two i want the auto blow two and three Listen, promo codes don't do for two products. Oh, well, thank I well I appreciate your transparency. I'm I get again. I'm gonna have to text my sister with a trigger warning. She's gonna be because she's gonna. She she probably will. But she's gonna absolutely send a text message. Pretty much what 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 Orlando said is like you know I'm secure with who I am and and, no. and everything. No, I'm not. I'm not saying it for just Shayla, but I'm just saying in general. Like I'm comfortable with it. So like me talking about it, I'm not embarrassed. Like yeah, I bought sexually like. At we're the end grown. of the day, no, it's, yeah. it's my life, and you know what I mean. Like if it if it bothers anybody that a man is buying sex toys, then you got to really look into your your life and say, what's wrong with me that I care so much that someone else is buying a toy? Like they make them for a reason. So there's a market there. People are buying them just because you're not com- just because an individual is not comfortable with it. Like just like Ms., um, Michelle said, don't yuck my yum. You know what I mean? Like. Don't yuck what other don't yuck what other people find what other people like. Enjoy, like yeah. No, so. I'm listen, like I said, at the core of it, if you are consenting and it's safe, then that's the only two boxes you really have to ever check. I agree. Rectify the situation, sis. He's at a loss right now. He's not at a loss. Technically I am. <laughs> I don't think he's out of loss, but we, you know what, we can we can peruse the website and see if there's something else that we, if you're interested in. I'm gonna send you some suggestions also, because there's definitely one that's like a go-to. See? Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen, you know. I'll what? let you know if she follows through. Okay, because you know what? Then I'm gonna send when when I'm tapped out. Then I will be like, okay. Okay. By all means. Also. I don't take like you know any responsibility if anything happens to the marriage after. <laughs> Disclaimer. He doesn't want to touch me anymore. All he does is stay with that toy. You'd be like um striking vipers, and you know he always played with the game instead of going back to um to his wife. I don't know if you watch Black Mirror. Oh oh oh! I heard about that episode. It's with Anthony Mackie, right? 
Yes. Okay. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yes, I did hear. Is I that didn't the one where he's like, like in the game, the, the virtual game, game yeah. where it was like his friend yeah. and he like falls in love with his friend in the game, in the um, game, or just in the game. They were just like having sex in the game. But the point of it was, he was he got so in tune with the game and that pleasure that he just stopped fucking his wife. Mm. <laughs> you won't. That won't happen. <laughs> I got you. I won't ever stop. I'll send you. I'll send you like two links to like two partner toys and like two like regular toys. Well, I'm excited. Listen, we can we can come back around next episode and give a product review. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like in a couple of weeks. Um, Am I doing the next question or you got it? I'm doing the next one because you asked the last one. No, you asked the last one. The masculinity no, question. Oh, I apologize. Oh. Go ahead. You can go again. I was wrong. I'm no. saying I apologize. What else do you want? No, I, I'm saying you can go again, but you can apologize one more time. It, it, feels, <laughs> it feels good to hear it. Go ahead. Um, what do you do <laughs> when... You are. Oh, I'm sorry. When you're dating, apologies. Um, how do you start to have the, these conversations around your, you know, incorporation of sex toys, your sexual positivity? Um, how do you start to like have that discussion around that with a person that could be like a potential partner? Um, when I'm dating, yeah. like, is it like first date or like we've been dating for a while? Let's well, let's say dating for a little while because first date, like that's well, you're still filling people out. Let but. me throw something in there. On your first date, do you like do you bring those stuff up or is it just based off of how the date is going? No, I don't bring it up, but my date does. Yeah. Like when I date people, like they'll bring it up and ask questions, which gotcha. is so funny because women talking about sex on the first date is. <laughs> on the flip side, it's something that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, they'll bring it up. But I don't mind answering the question. It's not gotcha. necessarily like a go-to thing that I want to talk about in the first date. But mm-hmm. It's not this. It's not something I mind an- answering. But um, as far as like somebody I'm dating, um, it's it's my approach to it. I'll talk about it, but it's my approach because mm-hmm. I don't make it a thing. I just talk about it casually. Yeah, like, it's just a conversation, and then they're just sitting there like for most people it's a thing for them it's different for them it's taboo for them so they're like oh my god what about that mm-hmm. sit here like oh you know yeah it's this and that and i just make it seem so casual and calm that then they start to like calm down and realize that it's not that big of a conversation mm-hmm. as they might deem it to be true that i normalize it basically <laughs> hot button word what do you do if someone isn't as sexually mature or adventurous as you? Sorry, repeat the beginning of that one time. I said, uh, what do you do if someone isn't as sexually mature or, or adventurous as you? Um, I meet them at their level, but like, it's only fun if they want to do it also. Gotcha. So trying to, trying to push somebody that like, maybe I'm just dating or maybe we just have like a sexual relationship it doesn't do me any justice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just, I meet them at their level, but if I want to try something new, I'm just going to find somebody that is willing to go there with me. Mm-hmm. It's really just that, yeah, it's really just that simple and easy for me. I don't, yeah, it's, it's not comfortable for me to like bring you to that level. And sometimes people want to know but when I talk about sex on a podcast, when I'm like a guest on a, a guest on a podcast talking about sex, when I'm when I'm um, asked questions about it when I'm dating, now when it gets to the point of like actually having sex, 
I don't want to have to teach you also. Like, mm. it feels so much better when it just goes naturally. That was going to be but, one of my questions. I was like, it was like, because I'm like, there's, there's also probably people who maybe don't have a lot of experience, but have the, or that maybe there's like the level of curiosity, but somebody kind of has to kind of bring them along that journey. But it was like, yeah. do you want to be that? Are you okay being that person? But at the same time, you don't always want to have to like be like a sensei to somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, there, there are moments where if they're really open and curious and trying, I'll be like, all right, you know, I don't mind doing it. It's not, I don't totally shut off because I want people to be more comfortable and learn. Mm-hmm. But it just depends. It just really just depends on like the relationship of the person and it also depends on the mindset of the person. True. Because I don't want to teach you. I don't want you to say like, you're open. And then I'm teaching you. I'm having the conversation. And you're just like, oh, nah, I, I'm backtracking. No, I don't want to do this. Like, now nah, we just both wasted our time. Yeah. So uh, it's more so about your mentality than how open you are sexually or how far you want to go with learning. True that. Um, so we, oh, well, TJ brought it to my attention when we were planning and preparing for t- um, this episode um, that you have an OnlyFans page, right? And so OnlyFans is yes. obviously like very much like a thing and a, a forum that, that, um, people are frequenting and it looks, you know, and there's now I think, you know, kind of like a natural inclination to think that there's things that are like sexually, you know, in sexuality involved when it comes to OnlyFans. But um, my our, our question for you is really like, is like, what was the reasoning that led you to kind of even start one um, being that it is such a it's it's such a again like it's just like a popular forum now or like a, it's a, a hot a hot discussion point in the social media sphere. So what was what brought Orlando to OnlyFans? So uh, me managing so shameless, I I primarily put together their live shows. Mm-hmm. So I put together their for, their first live show in New York, and they have a sponsor already called Rada Boudoir who sells mm-hmm. sex toys. Mm-hmm. So I get there. I'm I'm new in in like the sense of like being a part of So Shameless. Yeah. And uh, they was like, hey, you know, we'll gift you uh, a pocket pussy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, dope. Um, I ended up giving it away and never using it and giving it away to my homeboy because he has a wife and like three or four kids. And I was like, you need this more than I do. <laughs> so going forward, I did another live show for So Shameless in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And they came to me and were like, oh, how was the toy that we gave you? And I was like, to be honest with you, I actually gave it away to a friend, and I like I'll see like what he says with um of like how it went along with him using it. They said, you know what, not a problem. We'll give you another one. So I was like, oh man, like you guys are giving me these toys. I know sex toys aren't cheap, um whatever the case may be. So you know what, I'll use it. I'll do a demonstration and I'll give you a review. So you know, it can, I can do some some kind of promotion. Mm-hmm. I used it. I videotaped it. The shit looked amazing. And I said, I cannot give this away for free. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I just started an OnlyFans. Um, and the point of my OnlyFans was to uh, review, educate, and spread awareness and comfort with men using sex toys. Because I'm the type of person, um, with even with like all the accolades that you read off that I do, I... I want there to be a reason. I want there to be some kind of theme behind it. I don't want to be, like I said, I go left when everybody goes right. So I don't want to be like everybody else. So I said, you know what? I will primarily be 
uh, an education and comfort space with my OnlyFans. And then I practice taking nudes, and I really, and I have like an imagination, a wild imagination, and like creativity. So I practice taking nudes, and I send it to like some really close, like female friends that can like, that I feel comfortable showing it to. And they were like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a mix of like all of that, like my nudes being great, me reviewing these toys. I just, I started one, and um, over, over time, I started in January 2020. So right now we're in August 2020, and over time, I just, it boomed, and people love it, and now I'm in like the top, I'm in the top 4% now of wow. all fans. Dope. Yeah. Mazel never, So you'll see like, you know, you'll go on Twitter and stuff like that, and you'll see um, women or anybody putting out previews yeah. um, on their own page. I've never put out one. Wow. So oh, yeah. Never. Yeah, you're right. Because like, you'll see them like, for more, click on my OnlyFans and da 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 Exactly. Oh, so, so you really... think it's just me reviewing the toys or just word of mouth. And that was the other challenge that I like, put on myself mm-hmm. just to see if like I can do it. And mm-hmm. it worked out well. I'm at the top 4% on OnlyFans. Congratulations. And the content on there is legit chef's kiss. Like, <laughs> I yeah, you... say that. <laughs> Fair. I like it. I like it. So hypothetically, if you met a, if you met a partner who matched your energy, but didn't like your OnlyFans, would you stop? And uh, they match my energy, but they match they, the, they want you to stop doing OnlyFans. Um. Yes, but at this, uh, so if this question was asked me like two months ago, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. But now it's like yes. But now we gotta match the income in some other way. <laughs> gotcha. Because, uh, like, I did. I'm not doing it, and I didn't do it for the money. But the price that I have on OnlyFans is to compensate the work and quality of work I put in mm-hmm. on there. So, like, I'm investing in myself. Like, I'm buying cameras, tripods, and ring lights, stuff like that to give out a better quality. Mm-hmm. So everybody appreciates that. Everybody is is coming on and like spreading the word because I do all these things to make sure everything is great, which is now translating into a good amount of dollars. Yeah, income, a, a steady income. So Right. So now if, if I'm telling you like, yo, all right, I'll stop the OnlyFans, but how, how are we going to compensate for the $2,000 a month I'm losing? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That's fair. Because yeah. Yeah, that would be, and then, you know, I, and like I wrote that question that hypothetical question because I almost dare I say like if you meet someone who checks off all the boxes of what Orlando wants right like both like sexually mentally spiritually like y'all are like my, my like devil's advocate question to the hypothetical would be like well is it really matching your, your same energy in the same way like if they would even want you to stop you know what I mean so it's kind of yeah. like that so I perfect best case scenario right perfect world is like if they're cool with everything else then this should also be and they're there, you know, they're there with you as far as like the the, yeah. the the chemistry and the sexuality in that but in that department that this should only really it would it shouldn't be elevate. a problem. It should only elevate it, right? Or it'd be like, well, that's what you do, boo. Like we go, dinner on you, drinks on you, right? And so, but um, I, you know, but I also looking it from the other side of like sometimes when you start to you know you become. Um, you know, you're in a monogamous relationship or whatever. Sometimes you're like, okay, well, what's for us is for us, and then, but then you, you being on OnlyFans, you, you know, showing your body, t- trying these toys. Um, 
I feel like that's you're sharing parts of what I think are behind closed doors with the world. That so that's just kind of where my line of thinking was, which is like I can kind of see it both ways, but I'm actually more on the side of if we're really for each other, then what I what I was already doing should not be something that you want me to stop. Like I was doing this, especially like if it's something that you were already doing prior to you getting into a relationship with somebody because like you knew you knew like or, or like if, as long as you weren't hiding it which we know that you wouldn't do exactly. so you asked about this on the first date like. exactly so like where where did i lose you on this whole this whole wave um quick, quick, quick side does your family know that you have an only fans or um i think my little cousin know but she's on social media but as far as like my family no, they're Jamaican. It's just not going to be a conversation worth having. Gotcha. Like, I can have the conversation. I don't care about having the conversation. It's just that I don't like having a conversation that's going to waste my time. I'm that's very, 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 very big on time. Like, that's the one thing I know for a fact. I can never get that. That's what I'm so learning. I, yeah, I make sure I use, I make sure I use every second to whatever it's worth. I don't want to have a useless conversation and try to explain to you knowing that you're going to be stuck in your mindset at the end of the conversation. True that. Uh, yeah. It's very Aquarian of you, by the way. Also, yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is a relationship podcast. Mm-hmm. And so we would be remiss if we didn't ask a question um, or your advice, right? Based on people who are also in relationships. Um, and that would really be like, okay, you have people who are dating, short-term, long-term, married, whatever. Um, And sometimes, you know, even in the best-case scenarios, things become very, like, routine, monotonous. Um, And so... Speaking from experience? At times. Okay. We've had those... Just asking a question. I'm just just asking a question. Those ebbs and flows. We have. Go ahead. And so the conversations around, like, exploring interests or... um, seeing what else you know you like or don't like right how what advice would you maybe give a couple who want to improve upon their sexual openness um for lack of a better term or how do they even if want would you what advice would you give them if they wanted to explore like what if you wanted what advice would you give them to help them explore what they like or what they don't like right because it is a little bit trial and error so like what what words yeah, I would. Yeah, uh, I would say you gotta try, but everything about that is more mental than physical. Mm. So, and, and I say that to say, like, okay, let's say a couple wants to get into like using more sex toys or whatever the case may be. It's it's more about being open minded to bringing in a sex toy to like having the conversation about using the sex toy, than actually using the sex toy and feeling like, oh, this is pleasurable. Mm-hmm. Because it can be pleasurable to one or pleasurable to like the other, but in the back of their mind, it's like I may not be a hundred percent comfortable with this, but I'm doing this because my mm-hmm. partner wants to. Mm-hmm. So you have to like raise your open mindness, but you have to like lower your judgment, and that's and of course with all of that, you have to communicate and be hundred percent transparent and honest. Yeah, this pleasure isn't a space where. Not not that. Pleasure is a space where it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. Um, And I I feel like people just think of sex like so frivolously. And and I say that more so towards... I I think 
this is me personally talking, I think men more so think of sex like so much more frivolously that they don't realize that there's a more in-depth space that comes with your pleasure. And it's a lot more mental than physical in itself. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I say all that to say, you just, you just have to like change your mindset on it. Even if you can't be more open to it, just change your mindset on it. Okay. So, like, uh, say, for instance, earlier when we were talking about um, you having sex toys and um, he losing, him losing, like, his sex toys, when I, when I said, like, you know, how do you feel about, like, having sex toys and, and with yourself or whatever the case may be, you may not be open to him using sex toys and it may have made you feel away, but then when you change your mindset and say, think, like, you know, this isn't a replacement for you. It's mm-hmm. just a different way of pleasure, mm-hmm. and then that's another way like you can go about it. So, I mean, I can give I can give two hundred thousand different tips on this, but at the end of the day, it's always going to come back to being open minded, not being judgment, and being very open and honest with the communication. Facts. I mean, which really those three things can apply to pretty much any any conversation. It doesn't have to be rooted in sex. It just has to exactly. be like yeah, open lines of communication and transparency open-mindedness like so that's that's true and it's um and that's something that i feel like tj and i have gotten better at over the last like over i mean over the years in general but i think especially like maybe in the last couple years that's something that's been like a definite work in progress and but something that we've both gotten better at having those conversations and being like you know like receptive to what the other person is saying um and so i do feel like sometimes like i mean even even now like tj still definitely like has the i would say like the higher sex drive than me but it's so like sometimes he'll initiate the conversations more but i'm more open to having the conversation and like talking through it and like being vocal about it because there you know and again it also has to do sometimes with like bandwidth right so not even necessarily that i didn't want to talk about it wasn't the topic it was just like i don't got time to talk period you know what i mean so now that that's something that's gotten easier and we've gotten better at it it's also like helped us improve but i think that this is good for anyone to hear because you know it's there's a lot of people who are like very much stuck in their ways and they think like there's only like very linear about these types of things and it's really like you know it doesn't have to be that way at all um uh, wait so uh, sorry no no go ahead i was gonna say to piggyback off what you said about how it just like helps you become like a better person it's like exactly that's it right there when when you understand someone and you communicate you know, you communicate and going back to like me um talking about like male sex toys and stuff like that an underlying reason why i wanted to do it is that if men are more comfortable with using sex toys, then they can understand why women use sex toys in themselves. So as you're now understanding women's sexuality better, which then translates in you becoming a better partner. Because mm-hmm. now you're, you're not thinking about yourself, which is something that most men do. You're thinking about the other person, and then that translates in you being a better sex partner, translates into you understanding why women may be sex workers or why women use toys, why women do whatever. And essentially now, instead of shaming sex workers or shaming women for trying new things, 
you're more open and understanding to it and then essentially it all just trickles down into you becoming a better person this is true better people better lovers exactly i mean why you look at me like that because i feel like i feel like you was taking a shot it wasn't a shot all right it was like just make sure you put that on wax. Go ahead. It wasn't a shot. Right, cool. I'm not you. You the one to take shots. I didn't take. I don't be taking shots. You, you a. You should be looking at you like that because you threw away. I didn't throw it away. I did not throw it away. I did not throw it away. I really think she did. It's, it's okay. She did. I, 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 I haven't had it in years, so it's like it is what it is. I'm I'm, I'm loud. That's Sorry. what happens. Uh, I haven't had it in years, so it's like out of sight, out of mind. But I do know the last time that I saw it, she was putting it away. I, I don't. I really, really, really. It's in the attic, check the attic. It's, it's, listen, I swear, like, I don't. I like. She was like, I got it. I'm going to put it away here so, so it's discreet. Gone. I really don't remember throwing it. I don't think I did. I maybe, maybe it's in the dryer, you know? You know how the dryer eats socks? And... Okay. Maybe that happened. Last question. Because you're not gonna put this narrative on me. Um, we all know it. That's that's why you couldn't stop laughing as you were saying it. Because and that's why you're doing it now. You're <laughs> blushing right now. Because it's cool. You threw it away. You threw it away. Because, because I feel, you know what? I'm, Orlando's gonna give us a code, some I'm, product. I'm feeling. I'm getting a new one. I'm feeling attacked. You trying to you trying to put this narrative on me, and I reject it's, it. It's cool. I, I reject love you. I love you too. All right, that's all that matters. Can't he's gonna go. He's gonna go buy one of everything. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all right. So, real talk though, this has been so informative and eye-opening. And even though we've revisited the past, even though I didn't throw it away, um, <laughs> allegedly. But, but anyway, but um, so really though, what we also want to know though is just that like. In your efforts to, you know, spread sex positivity, to to spread the gospel of like male men being more comfortable utilizing sex toys and talking about with their sexual desires and interests. Um, what is next for you? Like, you know, you're this creative and you're doing all of these things and you're trying to make the best use of your time. Right. Always and forever. So what is, you know, share with our listeners, like what's on the horizon for Orlando and what are the things that you're working on and looking forward to? Um, wow, that's, that's actually a hard question because okay. being a creative isn't something that, this is, is going to be a loaded answer. Okay. It's not something that I necessarily care about. Okay. I am just so ambitious that when I started being a creative, I gave it my all. Mm-hmm. That's just naturally because that's how I am. Mm-hmm. I do this for fun mm-hmm. but also i realize the impact that i'm having with people mm-hmm. so that kind of drives me to go further and that is where i kind of take it a bit more seriously mm-hmm. it's just the ambition and the impact but necessarily being a creative is just something that i would see all these creatives and all these people in media and i look and i'm like i could come up with a better show than that mm-hmm I can do that better. I thought about that idea before, but just never cared to do it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I said, you know what? I'm going to try this out. Mm-hmm. How long can I take? Mm, maybe three years. I think I'm on year probably two and a half. Okay. But that's two and a half of me just like starting from wrong, starting from like nowhere, just starting from like the connections that I know just from people. Okay. Now I have harder soft. Mm-hmm. This is something I truly believe in. And I feel like 
this is now the new start. This is something like, this is now like my new three-year goal. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the next step. Next step is getting this podcast. <coughs> excuse me. Mm-hmm. This next step is getting this podcast mm-hmm. as far as it can go. Mm-hmm. Because I see the impacts. And there, there's so many people that listen to our podcast and then listen to like similar podcasts um, that would be kind of like ours and they're like yo y'all are different we're literally the only ones in our lane mm-hmm. and yeah there could be men talking about like um sex or whatever but it's not as simple as oh yeah i thought i thought her that shit was great of course he was great it's like no you have me as like yeah we had sex but what made it different was because we were outside under the specific tree and I thought about this one time when I was sitting under the tree and I just I just had like these amazing memories and then that translated into me getting harder, which then she came and now we had this great experience and now we have this special bond with me her on the street. Mm-hmm. Like that's how far and in depth like I would go. And that's just like an example off the top of my head. Yeah. But um that's the like that's the that's just like how we speak on the show. And then after that, we have so many like educational moments where we had a guest on and she brought a boyfriend and she was telling us, he was telling us how you have to make sure you're, you're, you're fit because it translates into your sex drive because your blood flows to your organs. Mm-hmm. When you're having sex, you're exerting so much energy. And if you're, blo- if you're unhealthy, your blood is going to flow more to your organs to keep you going, which is going to take away from the blood in your penis, which then can translate into like erectile dysfunction or not staying hard or not getting hard again. And then we have Zeus, who's a um, very well-known uh, personal trainer. And then we bring him on and he's telling us like all these other things about health and fitness and how it translates to sex and how it's good for you. But then the flip side of that is, yeah, we'll have, this educational experience and all these in-depth um, conversations, but we are hilarious. <laughs> I listen, we know Tahoe well. Hilarious. <laughs> Me and Tahoe's yep. dynamic is hilarious. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but and but you know what I I what I love and appreciate about it is that there's it it's a it's it is different because it does create a space and a forum. <laughs> For conversations that probably aren't really happening this publicly and i think that that's so important and that's and that's honestly like when you're talking about lanes and stuff like that that's why we always like to have guests on because you know one thing that tj and i offer every time we record is like you know we have our perspectives based off of our experiences but we are you know we we always come into the conversation knowing that it's a limited scope that we're coming from from like we are high school sweethearts. We're we're each other's only sexual partner. So, you know, we have this limited scope, right? We could talk about the things we know and we've explored and we've discussed and everything else. But there's so many other dynamics and things like from your sexual, like every like that impact relationships from the line of work that you're in to the life that you live to your upbringing to your sexuality to anything and you know runs the gamut and it still comes down to it's like you know everybody has these relationships but the factors that make you you 
impact your relationships and all and all types of relationships and that's why we love having guests like you on because now the people that listen to this show can hear from somebody other than us because we wouldn't be able to speak to these things so that's why we want to have other people do so because there's you know you want to talk about having a three-year-old daughter we can talk about that till the cows come home because we got experience <laughs> but we know that like we don't have experience in everything else so that's why we I, mean, I would have had experience with sex toys but you threw mine out but that's another story for another day I'm right. done. You know what? So, we we gonna wrap this sucker up because I'm about to fight him because he's not gonna put this narrative out here. <laughs> just to um, just to end what I was saying is just we we give you the entertainment, we give you the education, we go in depth, and then with me, just like trying to be creative, and I love being different. Like even our format is different, so we come in, we don't do an introduction, we just have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Just talk to our guest, our guest talk, and then you don't find out who the guest is until the middle of the episode. Mm-hmm. And that's when we go through an outline, and then I just it, that part, that portion is called like the foreplay. So that's us warming up and getting into it, and then we talk about the hard. So that's when men are hard, and you know we're talking about what we like and stuff like that. And then after you're hard, you get soft. But the soft part is the things that men don't like, the taboo conversations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we just have a, a portion where we give advice. That's just a tip. And then we have a email, and that's when we read off these emails and stuff. So everything is centered around men and their sexuality, but it's helpful to everyone. Mm-hmm. The men become more comfortable. The women get an insight on how we think. It's 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 a bananas podcast. There's so many levels. Like we're literally a, a onion and Shrek. Like we have so many layers. <laughs> so that's what I was saying about um how when we get these reviews from other people like they're listening to us and they're like this is different it's a sex podcast yes but with all those layers added in and i'm a stickler for like um just like the the smallest detail Mm -hmm. so when we add all those things then you have two co-hosts that are that are generally um friends and work well together and sound together on a mic Chef's, off. Chef's kiss. <laughs> Chef's. I think that's the episode title. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm calling it now. Listen. It's either that. It's either that, or you do away my sex story. <laughs> you know what? So Chef's kiss is 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 what's gonna win because she's not gonna take ownership for. What I'm gonna she put. Did. I'm gonna put it in in the the blurb. I'm gonna put it in our description and be uh, like about how you threw away my sex toy. No, I'm gonna talk about how I was. How I'm being wrongfully accused. I don't think you're being wrongfully accused. Where is it at? You tell me. It's your problem. You had it. What? Anyway, you know what? Listen, Orlando. Thank, thank you, you so, much. so much, ladies and gentlemen. We have Orlando Roy. Congratulations on the, the weight loss and the fitness stuff. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we are celebrating that and on our journey. Best one of the best decisions we ever made. I always say, but as far as like surgeries and things are concerned, that you don't necessarily have to do. Elective this, surgeries. Elective, yes. This and LASIK, chef's kiss. Oh, chef's best, kiss. Best thing. Also, the, the very last chef's kiss is y'all being like our only partners. Mm-hmm. Like, being that rare, I love it. Oh, thank you. you. As a part, as a person that doesn't mind having multiple sex partners, seeing y'all um, just have that dynamic, and then high school sweetheart, only partners, um, two houses, a kid, the little dog, um, <laughs> and then like it's it doesn't happen. <laughs> and I mean, of course, I don't know anybody else like that, but it, I 
I feel like it just doesn't happen. So to actually come across somebody like um, or a couple that's so different, it's amazing to see. So thank appreciate you. It. Thank you. No, appreciate listen, it. Listen, listen. We know this is our little lane that we live in, but we're happy. That's why we're glad to like talk yeah. about it, share about it, because we exist and we 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 ain't perfect. We just not doing, perfect at all. We just doing what we do the best One thing we, we always say like you know uh being being married isn't is it's not a job but it takes work right and you a know lot of work. a lot of people hear our story they're like oh my god that's what i want and it's like uh, you can want that it's, it's nothing wrong with wanting that but just understand that it, it it's not like from the outside looking in it looks like the most amazing thing right but yeah. understand that this this is work I and mean, you know we have days where we love each other and then we have days where we hate each other not hate each other to the point that we don't love each other, but like we just don't want to bang with each other. We don't fuck but with each other right now. I just don't like you today. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, but we work at it, right? And, and 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 who I am now compared to who I was ten years ago, five years ago, is, is a major thing. And, and you know Growth. we've we've grown with each other and we've learned and been able to understand each other and understand what she likes versus what I like and being able to again communicate. That's the most important thing. We've been we've been Fortunate enough to learn each other that we can have the conversations, even the uneasy conversations or the unsure conversations we can have because we understand the bigger picture, right? And and, and I think that's the most important thing. So Yeah, that's that's something that I always try to tell people, like relationships are work, but it doesn't mean that that it has to be hard. Like yeah. people go to their job and enjoy their job. Like mm-hmm. you can still enjoy work. Yeah. Like, it's always going to be work. That doesn't mean you have to hate yeah. it. And just because, like, anything that you're working, it just, like, it's, like, it, because it requires effort. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, thank you so much for joining us. Um, yeah. Can you let, oh, sorry, can you mm-hmm. let uh, our listeners know when and where and how they can find you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at DarylandoRoy. That's D-E-A-R-O-R-L-A-N-D-O-R-O-Y-E. Um, hard or soft pod on Instagram, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And OnlyFans.com backslash Darylando Roy. Well, there you go, folks. You got to listen. He's giving out A1 premium content over there. So make sure you check it out. Um, folks, as far as this little podcast. I'll let you subscribe. Oh, thank you. You get a month. That would be my first one. I've never, I've never <laughs> subscribed to any OnlyFans. Um, but, um, as far as us, like I said, the little podcast that could lovers quarrel, you know that you can find us on Instagram at lovers quarrel show. You can find us on um, Twitter at lovers quarrel seven, and you can email us your questions, concerns, comments, feedback, headaches, heartaches at lovers quarrel show at gmail.com. Um, we will be looking in our DMS for our promo code. Thank you uh, in advance. <laughs> and as always, I am your girl, Danny. And I'm your guy, TJ. And you know that we fuss. We fight. But, but we, we love. love. Bye. I didn't throw it away. Don't you look at me. definitely like, threw it away. Yo, she definitely threw it away. I She's did. not going to admit to it, but I she did definitely it. threw it away. Really, and I'm, it's cool. I'm done. It's cool we threw it away. I have no problem with it. Don't rectify the situation. Exactly. exactly. And, now, and now the show is over. That's why she said exactly, because she knew that she threw it away. No, we're just... At this point, I am guilty until proven innocent, and it is what it is. All right. Well, take your sentence, because you know that you did it. It's I cool. didn't do it. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye.